incompetent politicians. Our country is broken. We still have a long way to go. Hello and welcome. I pray that you've had a great day. I pray that you've had a good year. And I know that this year is rolling. And it's already been a crazy one for the Carr family. It's been good so far. And uh, but we're just getting started. And here early in this early part of January. And I will say this, it's been fairly cold this year. Uh, colder than what I can remember from the past. And I'm looking forward to the next month or so. And Maybe we'll even get another uh, a good freeze that will come through. And uh, but anyway, it has been going good, and I pray that your year has been going well, also. Um, today, I want to talk about the ballot initiative process uh, here in Mississippi. I, I want to read to you. This is straight from the Secretary of State's website. Uh, you can go on the Secretary of State's website. You can go to sos.ms.gov/elections. Um, dash voting slash initiatives, and you can read about Mississippi's initiative process. Let me just read this to you. Many of you are aware. Um, some of you are not aware, but let me just read this to you. The Mississippi Initiative Law affords voters an avenue for addressing important constitutional issues, which the state legislator does not. And so what a initiative process does, it allows the voter, it gives the voter an opportunity to go out and work and get signatures, certified signatures, of people that are registered to vote in the state of Mississippi. It gives us an avenue to go and put things on the ballot that our state legislator um, will not um, take care of. And so and so, it's a great avenue for the people. It's a great avenue for the citizens of Mississippi to have an initiative process. Many of you are well aware that over the uh, in the last couple of years, uh, there's been, we've had, you know, several different different initiatives. Uh, we've had an initiative that has to do with early voting. Uh, we've had an initiative that had to do with legalization of marijuana and cannabis. Uh, we had the expansion of Medicaid, uh, term limits, uh, state flag of Mississippi. Uh, we had a pretrial diversion for individuals with mental illness. We had a, 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 an a initiative that has to do with the open primary election process. And so there's been lots of different um, avenues or lots of different ballot initiatives. Uh, many of you are aware that there was <clears throat> that there was a, a ballot initiative that had to do with the legalization of medical marijuana. Uh, the, the people worked and they got the signatures and they put medical marijuana on the ballot and medical marijuana passed. So then there was a mayor who sued and um, she came back and said that the process was not done correctly according to the Constitution. Uh, when the Constitution was written, it clearly stated that there that the number of signatures that you had to get had to be a certain amount a certain percentage from each district all each five districts five congressional districts in the state of Mississippi at the time the total of number was 106,190 certified signatures 
And that number is based upon a percentage of how many people voted in the gubernatorial election. And so that's how that number come about. And that number is like 12%. And so uh, however many people voted in the gubernatorial election, and uh, you'd take that number and you take 12%, and that's how many signatures, certified signatures that you would have to get in order to put your ballot initiative on the ballot for the people of Mississippi to vote. Well, this mayor sued, and um, the Supreme Court threw out the ballot initiative process because according to what the Constitution states, that the signatures had to be gathered within the five congressional districts. If you know anything about Mississippi, at one time we did have five, but we lost um, we lost some of the number of people that lived in our state, and because of that, we lost. We went from five congressional districts down to four congressional districts, and so the so the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled that based upon the number going from five to four, even though the Constitution still says five, and even though the people that was working, you know, for that particular initiative process or that particular initiative, they got the number of signatures, but because it wasn't within four. It, it was it was for, with the five instead of the four, the Supreme Court threw it out. And so what happened was that made the initiative process dull and void. And so at the time we was working, uh, several, many of us all over the state, we had developed a 82-county 82 uh, county team that was getting signatures in all 82 counties to put the state flag back on the ballot. Uh, many of us believe that the way that um, the state flag was retired and that a new flag was voted on was done wrong and that that vote should have been the people of Mississippi and not the lieutenant governor, you know, and he shouldn't have been the one that was handpicking and, and doing away with the state flag, but the flag should have been voted on by the people of Mississippi. That's what we believed. It was about the vote of the people. And so because of that, uh, we, be, we began to work and then to get signatures, um, to put the flag back on the ballot. We were going to put four flags on the ballot and have a real vote and allow Mississippians the right to vote on the flag. After four months, we were right over 54, <coughs> excuse me, we we're right over 54,000 signatures after four months. Now you have to remember something. Um, this was right in the middle of COVID. Things had not yet started back up. A lot of people was not going out. Um, the festivals and all of these type of things were just now beginning to get back started. And we was right in the middle of all of that, and we still had 54,000 signatures. And um, leading up to, we were trying to get, we had to get to 106,000, but we had a, we had 54,000 after four months. We would have very easily, very easily, uh, we would have gotten the signatures to put the flag back on the ballot to give the people of Mississippi a vote. Well, since the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled that the ballot initiative process in Mississippi, because of the wording, because it said five instead of four, uh, that the ballot initiative process was unconstitutional. So right now, right now in Mississippi, we do not have a ballot initiative process. Uh, we cannot um, go and create a ballot initiative, and we cannot begin to get signatures, because if we do, then it will be null and void, because the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled that the wording in the Constitution was was not correct. So uh, now now it's 2023, and we're leading it. We have another session going on in Jackson, and I have done spoken to a few different lawmakers on, on both sides of both chambers, and we are working to get a ballot initiative process back. Now, there are some people 
that are in the chamber on both sides that want to make the ballot initiative process a lot more complicated and hard. They want to take that 12%. You know, I've heard all kinds of different numbers. They want to take that 12%, and instead of it being a gubernatorial election, they want to make it a presidential election. Now, what happens is those numbers double. If you know anything about voting and, and, and how many people vote in an election, whenever you have statewide like in 2023, you know, we'll have our statewide elections for all of our state house, a state senate, all eight of our statewide elected officials. And we will have, you know, a lot of people come out and vote. But next year in 2024 will be the presidential election. And next year we will have twice as many people vote that will vote this year. And so if we do this based upon the presidential election, it is going to double that number. So instead of 106,190 signatures, we're going to have to get over 212,000 signatures. It's going to make it nearly impossible. I had someone say to me the other day, I was talking to a few different uh, people, and they said to me, they said, well, uh, <clears throat> you know, we don't, we don't want to make it any easier. We don't want to make it easy for the people. And I said, listen to me very carefully. Do you realize how many ballot initiatives there have been? There's been well over 200. But there only seven have made it to the actual ballot. It is already nearly impossible to get the signatures. It's it's it's. It's very hard to get the signatures. The reason why we were being so successful whenever it comes to the state flag was because, number one, it was a very hot topic. Number two, people knew and we realized that our vote had been stolen. And number three, we had an army and we had people in all 82 counties. We had we had volunteers in all 82 counties getting signatures. Now, some counties, they were doing better than other counties, obviously, uh, but... But we were getting signatures in all in every county, and we had volunteers in every county. And so my, my point is simply this. I don't want to make the ballot initiative process any easier, and I don't want to make it any more complicated. I want to keep it nearly the same. The only thing that I want to change is I want to do away with the number five, obviously, and I don't even want to put a number there. I just want it to state something along these lines that however many congressional districts there are and that is that we will base the numbers off of that because what happens is whenever you have say five congressional districts well in every district you have to get you know 20 percent of the uh, of the signatures in each district so you have to get 20 percent of district one 20 percent of district two 20 percent in three and four and five 20 percent in each one of those so and then it has to add up to 106,000 whenever you get finished and you have that number of certified signatures so what I want them to do is just say, however many number, however many congressional districts there are, you just take that number, divide it by a hundred percent, and then and then however whatever that number is, then that's how many that's the percent for each district. So let me give it let me, let me just break it down for you by numbers. So say you have four, and right now we have four congressional districts. So take a hundred, divide it by four, uh, the number is going to be twenty-five. Four goes into a hundred twenty-five times, and so. Um, <clears throat> So now you have 25%. So in District 1, 2, 3, and 4, you have to get 25% of the number of signatures of the 106,190 signatures. So say if you have three, you take three and you go into 100, it'd go into 100, oh, like 33 uh, or certain time, a little bit over 33 times. And so you tell, okay, so now we have three, so now we have to get 33%. So if we have five, it's 20%. Say we go up to six. You, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to make it any harder. I don't want to make it any easier. I want to keep it the same. I just want to eliminate the number. And what happens is this. It gives the people back. It gives the vote back to the people. It gives the people back their voice. 
right now, we have no voice. And a ballot initiative gives the people a voice. It says right off of the Secretary of State's website, the Mississippi's initiative process. Listen to me carefully. Here is what the initiative process is for. The Mississippi initiative law affords voters an avenue for addressing important constitutional issues which the state legislator does not. So the ballot initiative gives the voice to the people whenever our voice is not being heard in Jackson. That is all that a ballot initiative does. I am for it 10 million percent. You say, well, what if somebody puts something on the, on the ballot that we don't want on there? Well, it's our responsibility to educate. That's our job, you know, to educate the people. Well, what if we're going to put, what if they get enough signatures to put Medicaid expansion on the ballot? Well, we must go to work and we must educate the people. Uh, I'm just going to read you some of these different ballot initiatives. Uh, there was early voting initiative. And let me just read it to you really quick. Um, this initiative is Measure 78. Obviously, it's out, but I'm just going to read you what it was about. Or it's actually active, but it's um, it's it's an, an, it's going to be null and void because of the way that it is right now. But the initiative Measure 78 would require no fewer than 10 days of early voting, including two Saturdays and additional early voting locations based on the number of registered voters. And so this proposal will allow early voting. And so you say, well, I'm not against early voting. Well, then it would be our responsibility to... Um, you know, to educate the people. I, I love the idea of having one day and everybody votes on one day. You know, do away with mail-in ballots. You have a voter ID and everybody votes on one day. If you're military, obviously, we can send them a ballot and they can vote, you know, uh, um, separate, you know, or early. But I mean, the rest of us, I don't see why there's no way we can't take one day and vote. It, voting is very, very important. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't see voting very important. And I see voting very important. You have to go back a long time before you'll find, you know, I'm uh, where, where I missed a, 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 an election. And I'm here to tell you, voting is very important and we must vote and we must educate people in voting. And so I am absolutely 100% for voter ID. There's no way that would be for anything outside or that went against voter ID. I, I think it's very, very important. I don't think illegals are to be voting in our elections. I think it's very important. And so, but anyway, uh, I'm go going off on a rant there. That had to do with the ballot initiative. Then there was a legalization of marijuana and cannabis. You say, well, I don't like marijuana and cannabis. Well, if they work and get the signatures and it's on the ballot, then Mississippi's will vote on that. And when you will, and you and I or whoever will need to educate people, whether we're for that or against it. And then there was term limits and then the state flag. And then there was, I mean, I, I read a few of them earlier. There was a medical marijuana and then there was a, a open primaries and then there was non-public school sports teams. And, and then there was, uh, oh, I mean, term limits again and Mississippi heritage and school vouchers and, and all kind of different ballot initiatives, which some of these things I probably wouldn't be for. Uh, some of them I'm, I would be against and some of them I would be for. But that's irrelevant what I'm for or against. The important thing is that the people of Mississippi have a voice. We have a voice. And if you want to put something on the ballot, then you should better go get it approved from the Secretary of State's office. Uh, you go submit it to them, and then you work. You get the signatures. You put it on the ballot, and the people of Mississippi decide whether or not it passes. I'm for that 100%. But uh, what we need to do is we need to put pressure on our elected officials in Jackson to get this done. 
Get the ballot initiative process done. And let's quit playing around with it. Let's get it done. And it needs to be done. And I'm for not adding or making it more difficult. I think it needs to be just the way it is, except eliminate um, five. Uh, Thanks for listening. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the initiative process. And we are working to try to get this done. And I pray that it gets done. And I would love to see it done this this, um, session. If not then for sure next session, but I'm really pushing and hoping that we get it done this section. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching. Uh, I want to—I do want to mention one other thing. If you have not already been on the website for the Mississippi Conservative Club, I would encourage you to do so. You can go to msconservativeclub.com. You can read all about the Mississippi Conservative Club. There is a fee on there to join as far as if you would like to pay, and it really helps us as far as getting out our message and as far as promoting conservative ideas and educating people whenever it comes to our conservative values. But you can also join without paying. I realize that there are some that can't afford you know, to pay. Some people can. Some people can afford $7 a month. Some people cannot. If you can afford it, I would encourage you to join. If you can't, join anyway. Become a member, and we are going to educate and we are going to keep people posted on what's happening in Jackson, Mississippi. Guys, I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for all that you do. Thanks for fighting for Mississippi. Pray for Mississippi. God bless you, and God bless the great state of Mississippi.